Praise the Lord. Let us pray. Holy, 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 holy. Holy, holy, holy. Holy is the Lord. Holy is the Lord. Holy, 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 holy. Holy, holy, holy. Holy is the Lord. Our Father and our God, we thank you for this moment. We appreciate you, we worship you, we glorify your name. Said in your word, the entrance of your word gives light and it gives understanding to the simple. We pray today that your word will mix with faith in our hearts, that we all might be blessed in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Holy Spirit of the Lord, take control. Release myself as a vessel for you to use this morning and reach out unto your people. And in the end, let every one of us be blessed. We pray that today will be uplifted through your word. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Praise God. I want to appreciate our pastor, Pastor Jeff, for this opportunity for me to bring the word of God to us today. And again, to say a big congratulations to the family on the arrival of the new baby boy. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. <laughs> it's really a month of double portion. The Lord is blessing us in the church already. Amen. Glory be to God. So today we are going to continue in the theme of the month, double portion, which in the past two weeks we've listened to um, different speakers whom the Lord have used to introduce the topic and have given us insights into what the Lord will have us learn this month of October. Let's go to our call text again, Isaiah 61, verse 7. Isaiah 61, verse 7. So I read from here. It says, For your shame you shall have double, and for confusion they shall rejoice in their portion. Therefore, in their land they shall possess the double. Everlasting joy shall be unto them. This is the declaration of the word of God to us. In this month, anything we invest in, any effort we put in into all that we do, God Almighty is bringing it out in double portion for us to have double blessings. And wherever we have suffered loss, God is saying he's going to replace them double unto us. And God Almighty is going to wipe away our tears in the name of Jesus Christ. As a way of recap, in the last two weeks, we've learned keys that we could use to receive double portion from the Lord. And the first one was praise. Dr. Shola, the first week of the month, last week, Prolecon as well, dwelt on this. Praise, faithfulness, forgiveness, and persistence in doing what the Lord has asked us to do. So I'm going to continue in that thought and line today just to learn more on how we can truly receive our double portion. The text this morning, I think from Matthew chapter 13 from verse 3 to 9. Matthew 13, 3 to 9. I read from here. And he spoke many things unto them in parables. This is what the Lord Jesus Christ saying, a sower went forth to sow. And 
when he sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside, and the fowls came and devoured them. Verse 5. Some fell upon stony places where they had not much earth, and fought with they sprung up because they had no deepness in them in the air of, of earth. Verse 6 says, And when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had not root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns, and thorns sprung up and choked them. But others fell on good ground and brought forth fruit. Some a hundredfold, some a sixtyfold, some thirtyfold. Verse 9, like an advice to all of us, who had ears to hear, let him hear. Now, the Lord Jesus Christ gave this parable, telling his disciples about a sower that went out to sow, and seed fell on different soil. Our month of double portion, I want to discuss with us today how we can sow in good soil in order for us to receive our double portion. Sometimes people make efforts, they put in effort, and there is no result. Perhaps this is the time to withdraw back, to kind of check what am I doing wrong? What am I not doing correctly? Is there something God wants me to change? Is there a new strategy that God wants me to apply? So today we are going to learn some good soil, which with scriptural backing, we'll see that when we sow into this good soil, we begin to see results in our effort. We begin to reap our effort of our labor and begin to receive a double portion as the Lord has intended for us in this month. Now, the good soil receiving the double portion, the good soil receiving the double portion. I've got like five examples of good soil here, which I'm going to go into further details. Parents, pastor, and for the sake of the discussion, I'll focus more on our earthly parents, on our biological parents, less on the spiritual parents. A pastor, our brothers and sisters in Christ, God's temple, and finally evangelism. So I'm going to discuss with us. I'm going to see, we're going to see how investing or sowing in this soil, how God is going to bless us in return. Hallelujah. So take the first one. The parents, I read Ephesians chapter 6, 1 to 3. Ephesians 6, 1 to 3. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment, with promise that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on earth. The scripture emphasizes here that this is the first commandment with promise. There have been other commandments, but this was the first commandment that came with what? With a promise. That if you do this, if you honor your father and honor your mother, it shall be well with thee. So that is the promise that came with this commandment. So God did not just give this commandment, honor your father and your mother. But there was an attachment, a promise, a blessing attached to doing that. In the earth today, because of so many challenges and all that, some parents, no matter what you think about them, no matter what they might have done to you, 
because you are a believer, you are a Christian, you should be able to show example unto others and try to make peace with them. Try to honor them. No matter how you might have been disappointed with them or what you think they should have done or they have not done. But God expects you as a Christian, as a believer, to go above that disappointment and show them honor that it might be well with you. It prolongs life. It prolongs life. And I will advise, no matter how small the gift may be, no matter inexpensive or you think it may be, it's not so much as in the price of the worth of the gift, but it's the heart of giving. It's in the fact that your parents feel that you honor them, you remember them, that you are, they are in your thoughts. Let's see an example in the scriptures. Isaac, when he blessed Jacob, Genesis 27, verse 7, just that verse, said, bring me venison and make me savory meat that I may eat and bless thee before the Lord, before my death. I've wondered, I've read this scripture several times, and I've wondered, why will Isaac require to eat meat from, I, from Esau, which he thought was actually blessing? Before he will bless him. It will take God nothing. It will take Isaac nothing to just proclaim the blessing. But, scripturally, God has ordained it in such a way that your parents, when you reach out to them, when you bless them, when you honor them, from the depth of their heart, a blessing will flow out. From them to you. And we could see here, Isaac specifically re- requested for venison that he said that I may bless you before the Lord, before my death. So, brethren, I want us to see our parents had good soil that we could sow in that we might receive our double portion. Whatsoever within your power that you can do to reach out to your parents. For some people, they have the capacity of reaching out to their parents on a monthly basis and place them on stipend on a monthly basis. For some, it could be once in a year. For some, it could be quarterly. God knows your capability, and you know as well. So reach out to them. Do not neglect them in this, their old age. They are carried you when you were young, when you could not do anything on your own as a baby and sent you to school for those that could afford, for some parents they could not afford, if they had, if they could afford, they would have sent you to school. But then, irrespective of what you think they might have done well or not done well, God expects you to reach out to them, to bless them, that you might be able to receive from the Lord. So let's learn from this. There is a need for all to reach out to our parents, to give them something that they might bless us in return. I see this example of Isaac and Jacob, and anytime I read this, I'm still wondering why would Isaac request for venison before he released the blessing.
So for us, our parents may not go to the extent of physically requesting from us something. But we should know, learning from biblical principle, let's reach out to them. Let's meet their needs. For some parents, they are very comfortable with me. Oh, they are even the one giving me money and all that. They are even the one sending stuff to me. What will I give them? However small it may be, just reach out to them. You'll be shocked that, oh, they will appreciate the gift. Reach out to them and let them bless you from their heart. So, parents are a very good story to sow. And, of course, spiritual parents as well. The person, that man of God, that woman of God that God used to bring you to his foe. Remember them in your prayers. Reach out to them. Do things for them. The Lord will bless us in Jesus' name. Now, the second soil that I want to talk about is pastor. And I must say, when I was pastor in Nigeria, this is a little bit difficult for me to, to preach. Because as a pastor, you have ethics that we follow. And you don't want your members to see you as a burden unto them. And you don't want also to be seen as someone who is extorting your members and all that. Again, if you refuse to teach them about reaching out unto ministers of God, you are also blocking a line of blessing for them. So it's what a real dilemma for pastors who lead the church to preach their own flock about giving unto pastor. And you know the social media sensation to go viral. Oh, this pastor is making demand of his members and all that. I read Apostle, Apostle Paul's account and how what advice he gave. First Corinthians chapter 9 from verse 11 to 14. If we have sown unto you spiritual things, is it a great thing if we shall reap your carnal things? This is a question Paul was asking the Corinthian church. Is it a great thing if we desire a carnal thing from you? We have labored on you spiritually. If others be partakers of this power over you, are we not rather? Nevertheless, we have not used this power, but suffer all things, lest we should hinder the gospel of Christ. And I understand very well what Paul was saying here. As a pastor, you don't want to discourage people from coming to church because of, oh, the gift they may have to give, oh, the contribution they may have to make, or this. But if you do not teach them as well, you are blocking a level of spiritual blessing from them. So, it's for us to allow them to know this as well, so then they take decision whether they want to practice or not. Do you not know that they which minister on th- about holy things live of the things of the temple, and they which wait at the altar are partakers with the altar? Even so, have the Lord ordained that they which preach the gospel should live of the gospel. But I have used none of these things, neither have I written these things, that it should be so done unto me. For it were better for me to die than that any should make my glory void. So you can see, pastors will never come to you and make a demand from you. No. But today, I want you to know that reaching out unto your pastor, your spiritual leader, 
for you, it could be head of your department. Maybe you are in drama, in choir. That's your leader, your spiritual leader, laboring on you. For some of the pastors, every night, they wake up to pray for you. For some of them, they go fasting for your sake, praying for you, that God Almighty will visit you, will give you that desire of your heart. And Apostle Paul is saying here, if you have labored, if you have ministered unto you spiritual things, it soon be too much if you minister unto them as well in kind of things. Another way you can minister non-necessarily material things, you can make yourself available to run errands for them, to assist them, to be shopping or doing something for them. Their heart will bless you. Any heart of kindness that you can show to your pastor, your spiritual leader, the ministers of gospel, the Lord Jesus Christ was saying, whoever gives a cup of water to a prophet in the name of a reward will receive a prophet's reward. So that cup of water, so what is that cup of water in your hands that you can give? Paul further admonishes in 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 17 to 18. Let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially they who labor in the word and doctrine. For the scripture said, that shall not muzzle the ox that treaded out the corn, and the laborer is worthy of his labor. Galatians 6, 6 as well says, let him that is taught in word communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. So let's communicate to our pastor in all good things. Let's reach out to them. A phone call to pastor is very important. I remember when I was pastoring in Nigeria that I have a list of church members on a regular basis. Sometimes if I'm able to do it weekly basis, sometimes I miss weekly basis. I was reaching out, oh, this brother was not in church. This sister was not in church. Oh, this brother, I would call, I would ring out for everyone. Sometimes I feel like, oh, I wish somebody would call as well and ask, Pastor, how are you doing? We neglect them. They look after us. They visit us. They call us. They pray for us. But do we even check on them? How are you doing, Pastor? I just want to say hello. That goes a long way. You are sowing a seed. We never can tell. The pastor is going through a discouraging moment, maybe in his own secular job or even some things in the church. But these days, we see that people are quick to go to social media, oh, and condemn pastors and say all sorts of things. Please, brethren, do not join this group. Rather, find a way of comforting your pastor, reaching out to your pastor physically, emotionally. Just pray for them. If all you can do is just pray, you are sowing a seed, and definitely you receive your double portion in the name of Jesus Christ. Now to the brethren. God admonished us through Apostle Paul again. He was speaking. That as much as lies within you, do good to all men. But especially those in the house of faith. Especially those in the house of faith. I hold it to you to help you. I, you hold it to me to help me as well. To pull me up when I'm down. To support me. Not to condemn me when I fall into sin. But rather, you should help me. Help me up. The scripture said that those who are strong should help those who are weak. 
So Galatians 6 10 says, As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who have the household of faith. So especially Christians, especially believers, let's reach out to them. It should be the one who we cover the nakedness of our brothers and sisters. We should be the one who will reach out to them, who will support them, who will help them. It's a good soil to sow in. If you found a brother and sister who need of accommodation and you cannot provide it, please do. James said that faith without works is dead. It's like a brother in need and you just minister to the brother spiritual, you pray. But you have not met his physical need. And James was saying that we've not done well. There is a brother or sister who has a physical need. The church should reach out to help. The brethren, the brothers and sisters in the church should reach out to help. Because we are now their family. The Lord Jesus Christ said, as many that forsake brother, sister, mother, father, for his sake, in this world, they shall have what? hundredfold of brothers and sisters. So we are these brothers and sisters that Jesus Christ is talking about. Now they have us. They've denounced their worldly friends. These their worldly friends will have met their needs, but they will take them away from the Lord. They will take them deeper into sin again. But they say no. They are cutting off communication with these people so that they can serve the Lord faithfully. And we now that they are new brothers, they are new friends, should reach out to them when they are in crisis. Most who at this time of COVID-19, that's affecting businesses, affecting some even employment. So let's ask about our brothers and sisters. How are they doing? Some may need help with shopping. Some may need help with some material needs. Some may just need place to put their head for a few days. So let's reach out. To them, you will see what the Lord will do. Hallelujah. John 13, 34 and 35 says, I have loved you, that ye also love one another. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have love one to another. So love one another is not a show of love by words alone. Let's show it by heart, by our deeds, by visiting one another, by praying for one another, by Reaching out. This time I know we cannot, families cannot visit one another, but you can reach out by call. And if there is any material need and you bring it to the attention of the leaders of the church, you don't have to meet that need. But it's good enough that you reach out to someone and somebody will confide in you. If you can ask them if they don't mind that you share with the church leadership so that someone can reach out. If you have any such person, let's reach out to the church leadership. And by the grace of God, God helping us, we'll see what support we can render, but to not suffer in silence. Again, to someone who have a need, if you have a need, please reach out to a brother or a sister. God has placed us beside one another at this time. God has placed you in this family at this time for a purpose. For a purpose, God has placed you here. Do not suffer in silence and say, oh, I don't want to bother people. It's not a bother. We are your family members now. God has placed you in this family for a purpose so that we can help wherever we can. 
and the help could just be a counsel. It could just be an advice. It could just be a word of wisdom that someone will advise you, that someone will tell you. So anytime my family and I want to embark on a project and anything, we try to seek counsel from brothers and sisters in the church, from people who have done it before, who have gone ahead of us. The advice alone could help you. So please do not neglect brethren that God Almighty has provided for us to receive help from. The next one, the next good soil is the house of God. I love this so much. From the time I became a Christian, I've always loved to serve in the house of the Lord. I want to serve in the house of the Lord. I want to be the first to get to church and sometimes the last to leave. I want to make myself available to visit brethren, to go out for follow-up. Now, in our current church, we have a temple project, which is a good opportunity for us to sow into the house of God. Solomon, he built the temple, but actually David made provision for this. So your own contribution to the temple project could just be material needs that you provide or you are able to raise some money and for some people, physically, they are present here to supervise what is happening. It's a whole lot of contribution as well. Second Chronicles 7, 11 says, So Solomon finished the house of the Lord and the king's house and all that came to Solomon's heart to make in the house of the Lord and in his own house, he prosperously effected. So Solomon built the house of the Lord. Remember, his father made adequate provision. He also made provision. He got all that he needed, and he built the house of the Lord. Anywhere I go, I always ensure that if there is any opportunity in house building, church, and make sure that my, my family and I, we make our contribution, and we try to make significant contribution that will be sacrificial on our part. It will cost us a lot. Just as David said, that he will not give anything to God that will not cost him something. So it's something that will cost you a lot, that you yourself, you know, that you are giving something to the Lord. Bishop David Oedipo was saying that for you will get to a level of spirituality in life that you will give something to God and it will, and between you and God, even you, you know, it's not a sacrifice. It's so easy to do. And he was giving an example of himself that he, he mentioned certain amounts, which I think, oh, this is a lot. And he said to him, if you gave that, it's yet it's not yet a sacrifice, given where God has taken him. So what are you able to sacrifice to the house of the Lord? The prophet in the scripture was saying, I think Nehemiah, that he would not be happy seeing the house of God in ruin and he leaving the house with roof. The house, the roof in the house of the Lord cannot be leaking and you have a roof over your head. Prioritize sowing to the house of the Lord, ensuring the completion of God's temple, and you see how God will bless you as well. My family and I, we've contributed to church building, as I was saying. Redemption camp, when the kilometer 33, three by, uh, sorry, three by three kilometer was started, we ensured that we packaged something and we sent it to the camp that we wanted to be packed. 
or that building. Even when I went to work in the Gambia, the town where I was, they've been trying to establish Redeemed Church there before I came. So when I came, I connected with the Redeemed headquarters in the, in the country, and they sent a pastor there. And the church started in my living room, and from there, we moved to a place, we rented a place that the church has a rented property that we started the church fully, and people started coming. And for me, that is the least I could do. Because why? Contributing, building the house of the Lord. And God Almighty has never disappointed because he will always build for you as well. And finally, another great way of sowing, of reaping, and in order for us to receive our double portion is evangelism. In everything we do as believers, it should be a focus being that we are evangelizing. We are reaching out unto soul. When I was in university, um, one of our uh, leaders in the church who took interest in me and I took us, my mother and the Lord in, in, in the campus then, she was teaching us and she said, anytime she went out to evangelize, God always do something special for her. So she took advantage of that, that whenever she was in a need, she would go out to evangelize. And God will meet that need. Hallelujah. I think that was smart. And it has scriptural reference to that. Luke 15 verse 7 says, I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repents more than over 99 just persons which need no repentance. Imagine if you could make the entire heaven rejoice. If you could make God rejoice. If you made the angels rejoice. The Lord Jesus Christ rejoice. Do now tell me what is it that you will want God to do for you that you will not do. The Lord Jesus Christ was saying that we we know how to do good unto our children. We that are evil, we know how to do good. None of our children will ask for bread and we give them serpent. So if you make God happy, God will give you that desire of your heart. Isaiah 52 verse 7 says, How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him that bringeth good tidings, that publisheth peace, that bringeth good tidings of good, that publisheth salvation, that saith unto Zion, thy God reigneth. So God is going to beautify your feet. God is going to bring your way, your double portion, if you evangelize, you tell people about Jesus. Everything we do, let us focus on reaching out to souls, Lord Jesus Christ. Our friends, our colleagues in, at work, let's reach out to them. At this moment, people, a lot of despair ongoing. So let's reach out to them. Let's give them hope, the true hope, which is in Lord Jesus Christ. Everyone is trying. The old world scientists, the government of nations are trying, but yet... We are still not overcoming COVID. But there is true help in God. It can really help us. And we that know this God, we should let others know. Some, some people, no matter what crisis they are in, they cannot turn to God because they do not know. Apostle Paul was saying that how would they know if no one has gone to them? How would they know? How would they know about God? How would they know that is a God that can help? How would they know they can pray to Jesus if no one has told them about Jesus? 
We have that responsibility. We know Jesus. We know God. We know what God has done for us and what he's still able to do. Let's tell others. Let's share this good news. And we shall receive our own double portion as we do so in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So let's ensure that we use every opportunity we have to reach out unto people. So as we round off, as I said today, we are continuing the teachings of double portion. And today I've been able to tell us some good soil that we could sow into in order for us to receive our double portion. And that's our parents, our pastor, our brethren in the church, building church for the Lord, building the temple of God. And if you go to many cities today, you see at least one church building or the other. Some people paid for that. Some people use their personal money to do that. You can do the same. And finally, evangelizing, reaching out unto nations. So if you've got opportunity to travel to nations, it's not just for holiday. God did not just bring this privilege your way. It's for a purpose. And that's what I try to do. Any nation, anywhere I'm able to go, try to advance the cause of the gospel. You can do the same. At this time, I want to make a call to salvation. If you are watching us today, listening, and you have not given your life to Jesus at any point, this is an opportunity for you. God is reaching out to you today. God can help you. God can save you from that despair, from that problem that you may be. From that state of despondency, God can help you. So if today you have never given your life to Jesus and you would like to surrender to God, I want you to bow down your heads this moment and pray this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I do not ask you to come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Sin and Satan, I denounce you today. In the name of Jesus, amen. If you have said that prayer, you are welcome to the family of God. You can reach us through any of our social media um, handles, reach out to Rod, and the leaders of the church will definitely reach out to you. And I congratulate you for making this uh, decision. So briefly, we are going to pray some prayers even before we round up finally. I want us to pray. And the first prayer will be, Father, Thank you for your word. I want you to thank God for bringing his word unto you today. Let's appreciate the Lord for teaching us about double portion, how to receive a double portion. Let's thank God for revealing secret of blessings, of covenant blessings unto us this morning. Oh, Father, we thank you. Father, we appreciate and worship and honor you. Thank you, glorious God. Thank you, wonderful Daddy, for teaching us your word. Hallelujah. Glory, honor, adoration be to your name. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, we'll pray. The second prayer, I want us to pray that in any way we have heard in the past, in any way we have missed the opportunity that God has presented in our way of sowing to any of these areas that we have discussed this morning, let's ask God for mercy and let's pray that God will restore this opportunity for us again. And God will give us opportunity to right the wrong of the past and we begin to take opportunity of sowing into this good soil that we might begin to receive our double portion Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, have mercy on us. In any way, we may have missed the past opportunity you presented us or we have heard in the past in any of this area. We ask you, Lord, for your mercy in the name of Jesus Christ. 
I want you to pray that God will give you grace, grace to begin to do good, grace to begin to sow in a good soil, grace to begin to do his will, grace to begin to follow his leadership. Sometimes God will lay in your heart that reach out to this man, reach out to this woman, reach out to this pastor, reach out. So God in a diverse ways have been speaking to us. I pray that we'll be more sensitive. Pray that God will help to be sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit and for you to be directed on good soil to sow in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Finally, I want you to pray and say, Father, please release a double portion to me. Release the double portion unto me in this season in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Our Father and our God, we thank you for this moment. We appreciate you. We glorify your name. Thank you. Lord Jesus, Daddy, we pray, we commit ourselves into your hands, help us be more sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit, that we might receive a double portion in this season in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray.